When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 141 of the White Tail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me on the phone, Chuck. What's up, dude? Uh, not too much, man. What's going on tonight? Not too much, man. Just hanging out here in a rack shack by myself. <laughs> yeah, I had, had to pull the old phone conversation tonight because I've been packing and trying to get ready for South Dakota. I don't want, you know, Booer to be uh, disappointed in me tomorrow when we go to leave. <laughs> I totally get it, man. I totally get it. I'm glad you're getting all your stuff together, though. I'm trying. It's all here. It's just a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well. Hard to, yeah, hard to plan for a trip this far, you know? Oh, definitely, man. Get it. Inevitably, gonna be... you're going to forget something. Right. Something. Just not anything important, I hope. Hopefully not. <laughs> as long as you got your gun, your tag... It's a couple of calls. I think you'll be all right. You can always snuggle with Booer for warmth. Yeah, we'll figure all the rest out later. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, man. Well, let's take care of a little bit of business real quick, and then we'll get right into it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we'll make it fast because we got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Very cool. Very cool. Well, all right. First and foremost, man, Scree Gear. Use code WDP20 for 20% off your first purchase. We put the old Scree gear to work this past weekend, man. I guess it wasn't sure. a weekend. It was Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Monday. I mean, sat- Sunday we got a little bit of work in, but yeah, mostly it was Monday. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. The layering system once again came through, and they, uh, Mother Nature pretty much threw everything she had at us, and I'll be honest, I was not uncomfortable. <laughs> I wasn't either, although there towards the end of the day when it was downpouring and sleeting and hailing i was like yeah i don't i don't feel like hunting anymore <laughs> but yeah. other than that it was it was fun but yeah yeah held up in the conditions tough tough as nails the hard scrabble suit man that's what i had rocking it was uh it was awesome i threw the hood up and just kind of hunkered down through that stuff and i was fine absolutely man absolutely yeah i ran uh i ran my hard scrabble pants and uh, Wasatch base layers, and I ran uh, my grid light and uh, my hard scrabble vest. There you go. Yeah, a little bit of some stuff. And I was super duper comfortable, man. It was a little Absolutely. cooler there in the mornings, and then warmed up a little bit in the afternoon, and then dropped again. It was pretty nice. Yeah. So other than uh, Scree, we have VIP archery as well. VIP I'm archery. Looking at a gobbler guillotine currently in my hand that 
hopefully will be put into battle this year. Absolutely, man. I'm excited for that too. We just gave a bunch of them away too. We sure did. Yep. I'm excited for that. I can't wait to see whoever uh, shoots one first. How about this? First person that shoots one with a gobbler guillotine or, or a VIP archery broadhead in any sorts. Just send it to us and we'll we'll hook you up with something fun. We'll hook you up with something, definitely. I like that idea a lot, man. Heck yeah. Hopefully it's me. Maybe I'll send <laughs> in and get myself a prize. <laughs> it's gotta be a listener. We'll send you something. At least a, a hat or or something. Maybe we'll send you some broadheads or we'll figure it out. We got some goodies to give away. We sure do. We sure do. And then last but not least, I do have some ANF custom calls here in front of me as well which we just gave a bunch of those away. I know buddies that just bought some. Uh, actually, I think one of the guys that won a call uh, was one of the ones that had just ordered some from ANF. So how about that? That's pretty exciting too, man. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. I know uh, I know. we definitely put them to use in West Virginia, and they came in handy. Oh, yeah, for sure. The birds liked them there. That's, that's no doubt about it. And, We've teased it this entire intro. I think it's time we get into it. I'm down for it, man. I'm down for it. West Virginia 2023, man. Season opener. We went down the night before, and the shenanigans began, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, the night before uh, rain moved in, we went, we drove in through some nasty storms. And you and Adam were down there. This was kind of sort of a patreon hunt uh initially planned like last year and then we added a couple buddies as well along the way and it was pretty cool but friday or no sunday night get my days all mixed up because it was a monday sunday night we drove down and you and adam were down there and man i mean he was sending me pictures on the way down of birds and fields yeah man Boy, did that get me fired up. <laughs> it got me fired up. And as soon as I got there, like it was, it was nice. And then I, I'm waiting for, uh, waiting for Adam and you to get back to the cabin and it freaking poured, man. I mean, absolutely poured. And Adam beat you back and he hopped in the truck and we went out looking for birds. And even in that absolute monsoon of a storm, man, there were birds all over the place, man. It's just so wild to hear because I, we weren't far behind, maybe half an hour, maybe less. And we, you know, got back to camp, put everything away, jumped in the truck, started driving around looking and getting familiar with the place with some new guys. And we didn't see a single turkey. That's like so on crazy. All the public land. We, we drove it all. And we didn't see a single turkey on all the public land just blows my mind and you guys were you had them all, everywhere you were sending me videos and you know, we <laughs> like yeah dude we got birds everywhere we pretty much have you know some somewhere for everyone to go I was like well yeah that's good i'm <laughs> lost i was like i was like perplexed that like you guys were out and you guys were putting some miles on too driving around and glass and fields and stuff like that and you weren't seeing anything i like it literally made zero sense to me because like you said, maybe half an hour before you, we were just, I mean, it seemed like every single spot we went to, there were birds. Yeah, that's wild. And we're wild. looking at the, <laughs> you know, that's the funny part. We're, we're, the same, we're looking at the same fields. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you well, didn't we, even oh, know where we hit and you were, you were, I mean, right. hitting the exact same fields and stuff. Like I, I assumed you guys were just seeing everything. Right. That's wild. Yeah. But- it was a it was a hit to the the confidence there. I, I'll be honest, I didn't have much of a game plan going into the first day, and I was kind of a loss because there's places where we go every year, and there's birds there, and like ah, I'm not worried about not roosting any birds. And what's funny also about that is we were calling and trying to locate call that night, and it was like light raining, and right where you said you guys watch birds go across the street and go up into the roost. We had called there twice that night to try to get one to gobble and not a single bird wanted to talk. <laughs> and we knew they were there. You guys went in the next morning and they were there. That's exactly right. You know, they just weren't talking the night before. And I kind of put that into play and I'm like, well, if that's the case, I think we're going to get up early enough. Let's, uh, 
let's kind of group off. So we we had five guys at camp, and we grouped off two, two, and one. And you were with Adam. Yep. I was with Sabelli, and then uh, Seaburn was by himself. So I was like, well, you guys had seen birds at one spot. It was a smaller area. I'm like, that's perfect for Seaburn. We'll send him in there by himself and see if he can get on that bird. You and Adam had the hot spot where you'd seen multiple birds go across the street and roost. And you invited us over there, but to be honest with you, man, I didn't want to – I didn't want it to be a situation where even if we were a few hundred yards apart, what if we hear that bird gobble? Who, You know, I'm, I'm not going to be willing to move on it because – I think you guys are. And what if you're thinking we're moving on it and you don't, and then nobody moves on the bird. You know what I mean? Nobody gets an opportunity. So yeah. Yeah. It could turn into a little bit of a, a little cluster. Yeah. Cause that area is, it's not the biggest area. It's, it's probably suitable for two people. If, if you ask me, I would say it's a big enough area. The only real issue is how the terrain works. Yeah, because it's so steep and there's only so I mean, there's really that one ridge and and that kind of finger that runs down. That's kind of where we set up. And other than that, I mean, you got that whole basically valley. You could go on the other side, I guess. But I mean, there wasn't Mm -hmm. we were thinking of trying to set up a different game plan for there, but it just it wasn't going to work really. But yeah, that's that's what I mean. I mean, it's a bigger area, but it hunts small. It hunts real small. That's right. Yeah. And I knew that I I've been in that area before many times. And I was like, I know that area. It's definitely a very good spot, but I just, I wasn't confident in trying to get in there in the dark and set up in a, in an area way far enough away from you that I wasn't familiar with. Definitely. I was like, yeah, you guys have that. And I'll, I'll go to a spot where I know there's been birds every year since I've been coming out to this place there's been gobbling turkeys over on that side. And I figure if nothing else, we'll get in and we'll listen. And I little foreshadow probably should have tried something different, but we can get into that in a bit. But, you know, our morning was more or less uneventful that next day. But before we get into that, dude, we got to talk about that dinner we had that, that Sunday night dinner. <laughs> it was fun, man. You, yeah. uh, you loaded up the old Blackstone in the back of the truck, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was unreal. I have never, uh, that was like my second time using that thing. And I was just like in shock with how well it performed and how fast it cooked. We had some turkey tacos and some deer meat tacos. Yeah, man. Night before turkey camp on the Blackstone. Wow. Yeah, super duper good, man. Super good. You want to talk about a feast? We had (laughs) five guys there. Plus Seth and Kyle, yeah, and were in the camp right beside us. Um, and then Seth's uncle was over there, so they had three. Yeah, so we had eight guys basically there. Now, granted, they didn't all eat. Uh, I know our camp did, but they didn't all eat. They kind of picked. Still, man, that was a feast. We had food left over. Yeah, we did. That was a pile of meat too, man. It was tremendous. That marinade you did on the turkey was super salt. Yeah, I'm going to save that one for the future, for I sure. I would. I would. I definitely that, would. I, I've tried that with uh, deer meat, I think, mm-hmm. and chicken. And it works great for both those. So, hey, let's try for a turkey, and sure enough. Yeah. Super solid. I'm going to save that one. I Do would. it again. Yeah, I, I definitely hope. would if I were you. <laughs> but that was That was the highlight of my night, for sure, man, was that dinner. Definitely the highlight of my night. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was funny. I mean, honestly, even when everybody went to bed, it wasn't the biggest cabin in the world, right? So it's a bunch of bunk beds, and then there was the loft. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, man. Nobody could go to sleep because everybody was laughing so hard. Oh, it kind of reminded me of, like, uh, little kids sleepover or, uh, like, a I don't even know, like some kind of camp, like a sports camp. That's what it reminded me of, a bunch of just goobers, just all cracking jokes, and it, it was so funny because out of nowhere, it got, like, dead quiet, and someone cracked a joke, and then everyone was cracking up, and, oh, that was good, man. It was good. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, man. Well, Darth Vader up in the loft, what, what, what <laughs> happened that next morning, man? 
Well, for us, I, we did get into a spot and we dropped Seaburn off and uh, our parking spot wasn't taken. So the one area is basically if you get one the one parking spot, you, you kind of own that entire area. And this is a spot, I kid you not when I tell you this, and you know because you've been down there, every single year there's been a handful of birds on this little ridge. Oh, yeah. Just packed in there, gobbling their faces off every year. Last year, a guy killed one over there. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, right. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I don't know. We're, let's get in there if we can. Parking spot was available. We got in, got in clean. It was still real dark. I mean, we probably sat in the dark for 40 minutes, maybe a half an hour, and I, nothing. Dude, it, the wind picked up, and it was, like, gusting pretty heavy on that side. I'm like, well, maybe they're just not talking. But then I was like, well, maybe I can't hear them. But I could hear owls all over the place, probably hunters. Probably hunters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> listen to all the owls. <laughs> yeah, some owls, some hunters for sure. There was geese I could hear from these other ridges. And I'm like, I've heard birds on one of these places every single time I've been out here. And I did not hear a single gobble that morning. It was a little bit defeating. I mean, I was kind of depressed. I, I just, I was at a loss because I texted group and you guys had gobbling. And I think Seth had some birds gobbling. And, you know, myself, Sabelli, Seaburn, we didn't hear nothing. Man, maybe we should have went over by them. And I was kind of thinking, hey, let's just jump in the car and go check out that new area. But instead, on the way over to kind of towards you guys in that spot that you guys had found the night before, I uh, noticed nobody was parked on the side of the road where I assumed it's like your backup parking spot whenever the spot we took is taken. Yeah, right. I'm like, well, if nobody's here, and we were where we're at, that means nobody's hunting this side at all. Which is crazy. I, it, it, it's just absurd. I, I couldn't really fathom the lack of pressure that we faced. And I'm like, okay, well, let me go ahead and park right here. And we're going to head up into this other area where I know they've roosted in the past. And we've gotten on birds in the past. So sure enough, we parked and headed up the hill, got into the back corner of the field which we were uh, on the back end of uh, Turkey Hill there. Oh, yeah. And I, I hit the woodpecker call. Frisk woodpecker call, man. Nothing. <laughs> Hilarious. It, it, it sounded so good. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So let's just go. And then he's like, well, Sabelli's like, wait, you want me to uh, try the crow call? And I'm like, yeah, sure, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Try the crow call. And he lets it loose. And I swear he just the symbol bow bird just hammers let's go like 150 200 yards i'm like he's son of a bitch i'm throwing this damn woodpecker call out the window as soon as i get a chance is real quick is that woodpecker call is that just a hammer um what do you mean like just uh (laughs) oh no it's not (laughs) it it is not i'm just kidding yeah i heard it I was just being dumb. That would be good. I, that that could be like a, a Bigfoot call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's very loud. I mean, it was perfect for the, that day because it was windy and it like cuts through the wind really well. I could hear it getting a shot gobble for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like it. But man, the crow call, just old trusty bird hammers. I'm like, okay, well, I know where he's at. So we have a little bit of room because it's pretty thick between the two of us, but on the other side of it, it is wide open. I said, there's some plain terrain, and there's some thick stuff here. Let's just creep down this deer trail. It's wide open, and we'll get into position, and then we'll call. We won't make a single turkey noise until we're in position. So we worked about 50 yards, hit the crow call, nothing. All right, well, at this point, we don't know where he's at, but we have to risk it. We both agreed he he sounded farther than, you know, 100, 150 yards, so... We got to the edge, got on a big, big oak tree. We both sat down on it. And out in front of us played, we could see him shoot about 40 to 45 yards. It was perfect. And it was real open, like directly out to our two o'clock, we'll call it. So we sit down, we call for a little while, and I, I give it all the soft stuff and everything. And I shut up for a while, and I'm 
sitting there and I haven't heard anything. And I'm like, I don't know, man, this bird could have worked off into the private field. He could be, you know, up to the top of the other side of the public. I said, I, I kind of like the soft stuff, but I'm, I want to get aggressive here. He's like, oh, go ahead, man. And I just start cutting, just like pop, 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 pop. And a bird like 80 yards away, just pow, he hammers. I was like, dude, he is right there. And he's down in this creek bottom. And we're on the right side of the ridge, which would be like the, we'll call it the east side of the ridge. There's a ridge on the west side, and they're running north and south. And then he's down in the creek bottom, but it's over a hump, and we can't see down into there the way the terrain plays. So I'm like, well, I think he's going to come around, probably come up the hill, and then work his way straight into us where he can see right out in front of Sibeli. And I got the camera up. I got a camera on him. My gun's on my lap facing left just in case we need, like, a prayer pull up the gun and shoot last minute. Yeah. And I said, well, and then I, of course, had to open my stupid mouth and say, or he's going to come directly at us. And it's like briars and stuff. And there's some down trees. And I'm like, I don't think he's going to come that way, but he could just come directly at us. So I shut up. I didn't make another noise after I was cutting and he, he cut me off. And it might've been like maybe five minutes, maybe three, three to five minutes later, I see a head bopping right at us (laughs) he came straight at us and he is directly at my 12 o'clock so belly's covering from like that two o'clock to basically you know five o'clock on on our tree and he can't swing my way because there's a little tree between us oh goodness yeah so he can't swing anything farther than that like one o'clock two o'clock position and my gun's on my lap behind the camera and he's directly in front of the camera he pops up and when he came from that angle i didn't realize it but sabelli was actually hanging off the side of the tree from that angle (laughs) we had set up for the bird to come in from that open side where he wouldn't see either of us so he either silhouetted us or he saw the camera but as soon as he got up over the hill and he's at 20 yards he started to putt oh no to be honest with you, had I been ready with my gun up, no camera, I would have been aimed right in that area. I still don't know if I would have shot because I could not identify exactly what the bird was. I mean, his head wasn't very vibrant. It was still pretty dull in colors. He was coming in. And I, I don't think I would have had enough confidence to take just a headshot there. Yeah. To be honest. Right. Right. Because you know how it is. Typically, the hands always come in first. And especially when they come in quiet, you just don't know. Right. So I expected it to be a hen, but then he started to putt. And next thing we saw him, he crossed the creek and he went across the other side. And I'm following with my bead and I'm asking Sabelli if I should shoot him. He's like, dude, that's pretty far. I'm like, uh, the bird went by in a tree. I pulled up my range finder. It was 80 yards. I was like, yeah, you're right. That's, that's pretty far. Yeah, that's a poke. And he just slowly putted and just walked the whole way up that hill, stopping like every two or three steps and looking around. And he would go, and anytime he like went behind something or got something between us, I would kind of like purr real soft and try to, you know, scratch leaves and just to try to calm him down. And he just meandered off. I mean, he walked off slowly. He didn't leave immediately. He probably was there for five, six minutes, just back and forth on that other hillside. And then he disappeared, so we tried to circle him. And in that attempt, we actually kicked up another bird. Oh, man. Basically like a freaking rabbit, dude. This thing was hiding down in this tall grass, like almost acting like a hen on a nest. Yeah. And he jumped up five feet in front of me, right from under my feet, which is probably reason 2012 or reason 496 why i don't carry a sling on my gun and this year i <laughs> sling on my gun because i bail out to their left plug my ears going shoot them shoot them shoot them this bird jumps up starts running away sabelli tries to take a shot at him but he's behind me so he's got to get in front of me basically the bird's gaining ground and he gets and as soon as he shoots he i think he was behind a tree or bush the bird just flew off and 
yeah, we didn't find a single feather, no blood, nothing. Yeah. Clean miss. Um, not exactly the way I would have wanted to shoot them anyways, kind of like last year when we kicked them up. Yeah. I was actually surprised that you said, like, shoot them, shoot them. I was like, oh, damn, that's not, this is happening. Well, I'll be honest. We were struggling that day. We hadn't heard more than two gobbles, and uh, I wanted to get Sibelius first long beard and his first out of state bird and maybe it wouldn't have been the traditional way but hey turkey's a turkey hate me if you want i wasn't shooting at him but you know it was still it would have been a cool way to kind of get a bird i guess just not traditional right 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 right. but regardless it didn't matter because he missed and uh that was it man i didn't hear a gobble or see a turkey for the rest of the day and we hunted all the way until 12 30 which is crazy man i just i can't even i can't wrap my head around that at all for that place the amount of birds that are down there like just past history i mean that's that's crazy to me the only thing i can maybe chalk it up to is either a they had some pressure on that side because it's an easier side to hunt in youth season maybe b i don't know why but because there was a ton of sign on that initial hillside we went to, the first sit in the morning. There was so much turkey sign I it, and acorns everywhere. I couldn't believe that we didn't see a bird. But who knows? You know, it's weird. Weather was weird. Um, it dropped, what, 40 degrees from the day before into uh, Monday. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, birds were kind of looking. Like, even the one I said, it was literally hiding in the weeds. It was the weirdest thing. That is crazy, man. Yeah, but you guys seem to have had a totally different experience. We did, man, which is which is crazy because we were, I mean, hunting the same WMA, which is crazy. Yeah. This yeah. is I mean, absolutely crazy. We we had the complete opposite experience of you guys. We it was like past years, if not better than past years. It was there was never it was basically like that first year that you and me went where it was bird after bird after bird after bird, which was crazy. I don't mean to like rub that in. I feel like I'm like bragging right now. It feels no, no, terrible, no. but, but that's the experience we had. But, yeah. uh, yeah. So we went to, um, this one of the spots that we found birds the night before, um, Adam had seen this bird, um, by himself. And when I went and picked him up, um, we went driving around, we were looking for some birds and stuff. We went to that spot first and this bird was there with a Jake and two hens and they were just kind of feeding in the field. And, you know, we pulled over and we were glassing them, just hanging out, watching them, having a good time. I took some pictures and some videos and stuff like that. And, uh, they started getting a little spooky when there was the, this red Chevy that just kept driving by. He kept going back and forth and back and forth. So they started getting a little spooky. So we pulled out and drove off and went to another spot and uh, we wanted to check out th- that new spot that we were talking about, that 200 acre piece. And as soon as we pulled in, I like about got buried in the freaking parking lot because it's brand new gravel. It's on a hillside. So we kind of put it in four wheel drive and kind of got out of there. And right when we were pulling out, bam, there's a bird. So we we're like, okay, here's, here's another bird. This is a good sign for, uh, for that night. And, uh, we just kind of, we started going to the next spot. We drove around for a little bit more, came back and, uh, those birds were still there, but they were getting ready to cross the road. So, um, we kind of watched them cross the road and where they were, where they were headed. So we knew where they were going. There's a few roost trees down in there. We knew they were going to go roost down there. It was starting to get a little later in the, in the evening. Um, so we started driving around a little bit more and then bam, ran right back into another gobbler, actually the spot where Seaburn went. And, uh, he was in there with three or four other birds. Couldn't tell what they were. They could have been, there could have been another gobbler. There could have been more Jake's or hens or they could have all been hens other than the gobbler too. I don't know, but it was kind of thick and hard to see, but that bird was standing right out in the open. Like he was just a real nice bird chilling right, right off the road there in a swamp. (laughs) Yeah. That's so weird. I know he told me that he had three hens that morning um roosted right above them but the gobbler was not there so that makes sense he must have went to the next ridge over maybe after you guys saw him and just left his ladies (laughs) yeah just totally left the the girls and just never gobbled once that whole morning and he never ran into them that's so crazy man well 
Yeah, and that was that was even after we left those other birds. So I mean, he must have just kept on trudging along once they went up to roost. Who knows? Or he could have got spooked out of the tree in the evening. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many things that could have happened for that. Yep, yep. Anything's possible there. Oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, I think we did a little bit more driving around. I think we saw a pile of birds at the bird feeder, um, <laughs> the notorious bird feeder spot. Um, we, I mean, it was just like everywhere we were driving, we were, we were seeing birds around there. So we, we had pretty good idea of where to go in the morning, where, where to kind of set you guys for at least put you in like a starting point where we saw birds the night before. Yeah. But, um, we woke up that morning, we got up pretty early and we went out pretty early. I mean, we got to the parking lot. There was one other guy there. He was just getting out of his truck when we parked. So we threw our stuff on pretty quick. We were going to try and talk to him and he just like took off running down the road. We were like, okay, <laughs> you know, like that's fine. He's going in the total opposite direction of us. So we were perfect. like, we don't even have to worry about it. This is perfect. So and literally as we were locking the trucks and we had our vests on and stuff, we're getting ready to go. Here comes like the parade of people. Right. So we were like, all right, well, let's just, let's show them what direction we're walking. So we started walking up the road to where we were going. And, uh, when we came back, that parking lot was 100% full. I mean, a pile of people came in there, man, which is crazy because, like we said, there was, it hunts small, but we didn't yeah. have anybody come in on us, which was very thankful. Um, That's self, dude. Oh, yeah. And we, we kind of had like an idea of where they were roosted, but we didn't know what tree they were roosted. And this was very, very early. I mean, we weren't, we didn't go in with headlamps or anything. We, we're crossing this ditch. Of course, I, pulled us in the direction of literally the most jagger bushes possible. So that was exciting getting through in the dark and we got set up on the same tree. It was a relatively big tree, but it was not the most comfortable and we felt like we could definitely see and we thought we were in a good position, but it wasn't the best. Like we set up there for, we probably had an hour and a half before light. So we set up, I, I think Adam took a little nap. I like had my heels dug into like the dirt because I was trying to like not slide down this hill. That's how steep it was. <laughs> I was like, this is a little crazy. But um, anyway, it started getting light out. And like you said, that wind picked up and stuff. I was like, it's going to be hard to hear birds. It was not. We weren't that far from that bird. He was probably roosted 120 yards. We were damn near in his bubble, but... Yeah. He started hammering a little bit and you could immediately hear some other people calling some guy on a box call, another guy definitely on a slate call. And I thought it was kind of weird. We were just like, <clears throat> when we were originally sitting there, I was like, so who's going to break the silence first? Is this bird going to gobble first or are people just going to start yelping and carrying on or whatever? And he, he gobbled first, but they just immediately right after there wasn't any like tree yelps or soft purrs or anything like nice and light it was just they just went straight into yelping so i was like oh this is fun <laughs> and i didn't know what was going on man because like once that bird gobbled we were like we are not on the right tree we gotta we gotta move so we both got up and we kind of like repositioned ourselves we probably moved 40 yards i guess and okay. there wasn't a tree big enough for both of us so we kind of both picked these I don't even want to call it. I don't even know if they were big enough for like a single person. Like we were kind of sticking out a little bit. And the only option we had was there was like a little bit of a rise, which is where we sat. And then there was this ridge that just dumped off into the valley. I mean, it is, it is steep, steep, steep. So we set up and I started videoing and stuff. And we, Adam and I kind of texted back and forth a little bit about these guys calling and stuff. So I started calling a little bit and he immediately started answering. So I was like, okay, so this is a good sign. He's not really, he wasn't gobbling when they were calling at him. But right. when I started yelping, he started gobbling. So I was like, okay, this is, this is promising. And then immediately you heard that gobble change. And I looked over to Adam and I was like, he's on the ground, dude. And you could tell he was marching towards us. And then we just went quiet because he knew where we were. I don't need to keep calling. He was answering me to begin with. He pitched down. You could tell he was coming. So we went silent and it was quiet for a little while. Like you heard some guys calling a little bit, 
And then what I thought was a little weird, I almost thought a hen was coming in because he came in clucking. Oh, yeah. He came in. I have a video of it, too. It's so wild. He comes in. He's just clucking. Cluck, 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 cluck. And I was like, is this a hen? I thought, where's the gobbler? And again, like you said, his head wasn't super vibrant. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh, he's got a rope on him, dude. He's, He's a nice bird. And he came in a little to my left. I thought Adam was going to get a shot at him. And he just immediately like dipped down back behind that ridge again. And I was like, okay, maybe he wasn't seeing what he was looking for. And next thing you know, dude, he pops up and he is freaking close, man. I have my camera in the hand. I have the gun in this hand. And I'm like, I, I have to make like a decision right now. Am I going to try and film him and wait for Adam to shoot? Or am I going to shoot? And I, I, he, he basically, he went behind a tree and I just immediately, like, I dropped the camera. I was just like, I got to get on the gun. So I got on the gun and he kind of got up over the ridge and he definitely didn't see us, but he knew something was weird. He, he knew he wasn't seeing the hen that was calling to him. And he basically, he was getting ready to booger. Like I think he putted a couple times. And I was like, it's now or never. And I sent one, missed, clean, terribly. And he didn't take off, which I thought was crazy. He just kind of like took a couple side steps and started like walking through this real thick stuff. And I was like, this is weird. He was putting, 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 but he wasn't trying to get out of there like with any speed or anything like that. It's like he almost didn't know where the shot came from. Right. And he hit one last opening and I sent another prayer shot and he just, he just flew off. I mean, he missed him again, clean, completely clean. If I would have hit him, he would have, I would have just annihilated him. He was still close. And, uh, he just soared down over and I was like, well, that was it. I went over and looked around. There were no feathers, nothing. So I knew I just completely missed him clean. It was just more of a, I rushed the shot. If I would have taken my time, I probably would have just stoned him, but it was like, he's putting, he's trying to get out of here now or never boom. And I just totally freaking missed. Satan got the best of you. Probably, probably a little bit of too many things. Cause he was just, he was there all of a sudden. I was like, this is not what I expected, <laughs> <laughs> but it gets you worked up, man. I, I like that. I like it a lot. It's fun. Turkey hunting. I give it a lot of shit a lot of the time, but it is a lot of fun. <laughs> that's uh that's really exciting, man. That is freaking awesome. Yeah, it was I, funny. I could, I couldn't believe it when I saw when I saw the message come across. I was like, "It was like six forty-five or something like that." Yeah, I was still on the first first roost spot. Yeah, like, no, you got to be kidding me. Yep, I sent the text so out, swinging a miss. <laughs> yeah, I was deep down super hoping that you were just kidding. And you'd be back at camp, like, in the next picture, you'd have a bird hanging from the cabin or something. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. And I was so, so bummed. And I, I, I've been, I, well, I didn't have much else to do that day, but do a lot of thinking on that whole scenario and trying to play it out in my mind and figure out what really happened and what you guys were up to. And, man, I mean, the only thing I can think, like you mentioned, it may have been too close. Your pattern was probably really, really tight. I think it was just screaming tight, dude. At that at that point, I think yeah. I was just throwing a softball at him. And there's a lot of room for air at that kind of closer distance when you're shooting something like TSS and a tight choke tube. And you were shooting uh, which gun? The twelve? Yeah, I was shooting the twelve. I have that Indian Creek in there, and I was shooting those three and a half inch uh, Longbeard XRs. Oh, you were you were shooting the XRs. Yeah, I was shooting okay. the XRs. Yeah, Longbeard XRs. You were TSS. No, I wasn't shooting TSS. Okay. Yeah. But you had this for your 410 with you, right? Yeah, but I didn't bring out the 410. I was just I was kind of yeah. like I'm carrying around the 12 today. I want to reach out and touch something if I have to. Mm. That is a super super bummer uh, situation, man. I for I sure hate, it. hate hate seeing guys miss. It's just like it. Because I know how bad it sucks whenever you get an opportunity and you're all fired up and then you miss or something bad goes on and you don't end up getting a bird. It just it eats at me because it, it's painful, dude. Painful. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a bummer, but, like, at the same time, I was all fired up. I was like, 
Adam, let's go find the next one. He was like, hell yeah, let's go find the next one. Like <laughs> we were still fired up from the night before seeing all those birds. We were like, we're going to find more birds somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I mean, in reality, that's kind of the situation and conversation I had with Sabella. You know, he's a very new hunter. And I said, well, you know, even after his miss or before his miss, before his miss, he was fired up. We had that opportunity. He had his first ever long beard at 20 yards. Yeah. He was so excited. I'm like, you know what? You're right, man. Yeah, we could have probably done something different to kill that bird. But at the end of the day, you don't need to kill a turkey to have a great experience in turkey woods. And that's what's so beautiful about turkey hunting, in my opinion. Um, You know, you don't need to kill a bird at the end of the day to have just an absolutely phenomenal experience. For sure. Like, we both had that in the morning. Yeah. You know? But your guys, you you weren't done there. You had more excitement. No, we we weren't done there. Uh, we we got back to the parking lot, and we were just getting in the in the truck. We were like, all right, let's leave a truck here, and we'll we'll take off, and we'll just ride in the same truck. And we were pulling out, and two groups of guys that heard our shots came back to the truck. <laughs> we were just like, all right, see ya. We just like burned out of there and started driving <laughs> to the next spot. And we got down on that main road, right, right, we were heading towards that main parking lot. You know where I'm talking about. Yep, yep. And we're just kind of cruising, looking for birds. And right off of the road on the left side, there's this really thick spot, but it kind of, it's like open, but it's really thick, like, like brushy grass and jaggers and stuff like that. And there's a lone freaking gobbler in full strut there. And like, dude, we drove past it like, and we both like looked at each other at the same time. We're like, is that a freaking gobbler right there? And he just, I mean, there's a road right there. We just swung right around. We, we drove back up and we creep past and he's still just there in full strut, just chilling by himself. We're like, all right, this is unreal. So we boogie up the road, turn around again. We're coming back down. We, we peek at him one more time. He's still there in full strut. At the same time, I look to my right and on the other side of the road, there's a long beard walking towards the freaking woods. We're like, there's two long beards right now. What are we going to do? Are we going after this strutting one? Are we going to go and set up on this one that's moving? We're just like, I don't know what to do. There's birds everywhere. This is bananas. So we go flying up the road to a parking lot. We passed two single pull-offs. We should have got in those in hindsight. Should have forgot the vests. Should have literally just grabbed the guns and and went, but we didn't. We threw on the vest. We parked at like the farthest parking spot possible, and we worked our way back. And we were like, "All right, let's go after that lone strutter," because he seemed like he was just chilling, and that other one was moving. So we get about I don't know, probably halfway up the road towards him, and we we break into the into the woods, and we're going through these fields and stuff, and we're just kind of looking and glassing and kind of kind of taking our time. We should have moved a little faster, but it was kind of thick. And long story short, we got to an area where we could set up. We called a couple times, nothing. And we ended up working our way to where he was. No idea where he went. Um, I thought it was a little crazy, too. When we were walking there, something, somebody probably um, pushed out like, I don't know, 25 deer <laughs> across the road and across all these fields. Like, it was just like deer after deer after deer it wasn't us because they were way out way way out ahead of us they were just blasting out of there i mean they were deer flying everywhere we like this is a really crazy morning man (laughs) and uh so anyway push come to shove that bird wasn't there we're like all right let's get let's try and go get on that other bird right so we go up the road and it's where that power line or that gas line is yep so we break down into there and I was like, Adam, I, I got to poop really bad, dude. <laughs> he was like, really? I was like, I, I have to. I'm not going to make it through this next set if we if we if I don't. So I went. I was as fast as I could. And we start working our way down to that creek and we get down there. It wasn't as high as we thought it was going to be. So we were like, OK, cool. We can cross. We kind of creep across real nice and light. And wouldn't you know it, dude, on the bank, the whole entire bank is covered in turkey shit. What? I'll show you. I'll show you a picture of it. The whole bank is covered in turkey shit. Literally, there is a tree with one big branch that hangs out over. They've been mm. roosting there like madmen. There's tracks oh, all right. in the mud. 
I got pictures of them. Like literally, it looks like somebody parked a Ferrari there and it was a pigeon like dive bomb fest. There was just poop <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it was so funny. But I was like, dude, there's they're in here. He was like, Yeah, like let's let's kind of work our way up in there. And uh we kind of got up in there and he was like, Do you just want to like sit and wait a little bit? And I was like, let's call a couple times. I, I yelped a couple times, nothing. And then I just, I cut like three or four times in a row and just yelped. And then I didn't even hear it. I turned around and looked at him and he's like, that was a freaking gobble. And I was like, really? And I, I yelped again and he gobbled again. I was like, that was absolutely a gobble. And it was towards that power line. We had worked our way down the other way. And so we're like, all right, we got to get set up. And he was not that far. We get down set up basically I set probably 40 yards behind him maybe not even 40 or maybe 30 yards behind Adam he was really a lot closer to the power line I was gonna try and call him past him right so he could get a yeah. shot and dude it wasn't probably two or three minutes after we were set up that bird was on that power line just Jeez. gobbling and he I could see him clearly I have a video of it he was just in this perfect opening he's strutting he's basically doing the freaking Macarena right there. He's strutting and moving and strutting and moving. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, Adam, kill him, kill him. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on that he hasn't blasted this bird like 16 times by now. Cause it was, it couldn't have been 20 yards from him. Wow. And he just couldn't see it. He didn't even know the bird was there. At one point I saw the bird moved off and he like, he like looked back at me and he was like, do you see him? I was like, he's there, dude. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. And he texted me and he was like, I saw him for like a second, but I don't know what happened. I was like, you couldn't shoot him. He's like, dude, I didn't see him. And wouldn't you know, we hear like a truck pull up at the top of the power line and you hear like three dudes get out and they all fire up chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they started cutting, but dude, they cut trees for like 10 or 15 minutes. They're yelling and cutting and it is just extremely loud it's echoing down through that whole valley these guys cutting trees down and all the while i'm calling at this bird and this bird is gobbling didn't phase him at all had zero like f's given that there were just a bunch of dudes in the woods cutting trees down <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange normal yeah just totally normal and basically that bird Towards the end when they shut off their saws and stuff and got back in their trucks, I think that's what kind of spooked him a little bit. And he got mm -hmm. quiet. And I had called a couple times. He was he was super quiet. And I messaged Adam. I was like, all right, well, do you want to you wanna try and wait this bird out? I don't know if he left or what. And he was like, yeah, we, we could wait. I was like, we could go find another bird. Like, they're everywhere right now. And he was like, yeah, let's do that. So literally, I stood up and the bird gobbled. And I, I was like, oh, my God. He So he just stayed exactly where he was. And I was like, I'm going to just, like, get out of here. I like I didn't run, but I, I moved pretty quick back. Like, I just went back, and I started calling, and he was hammering. And I start moving, just like I'm a hen, you know, just kind of doing my thing, scratching and feeding and doing whatever. And he was calling this whole time, man. Like, we did this for, <clears throat> I want to say probably – an hour at this point working this bird where he's just calling. He just hung up right on that line and didn't want to come out into it. And it got to the point where Adam messaged me. He was like, dude, do you want to try and go up the hill and see if you can pull him up the hill and kill him? And I was like, I'll try it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll just be able to pull him out for you to kill him. So literally I moved the whole way up that hill. You know how big that hill is. Oh boy. I go yeah. up that hill. I'm calling the whole time. He's hammering, but it seemed like he didn't like move at all. It seemed like he kind of stayed in the same spot. So literally I was like, I'm going to get to the very top and I'm going to go like a big horseshoe and I'm going to go on that other side and see if he'll come up to me. So I get to the top and I'm just starting to creep out into that line. And another guy must've heard this bird gobbling the whole time and us calling to him. He had moved in on us. And he starts calling and I, I got it. It was me and Adam joked about it the rest of the afternoon. It was atrocious. The, <laughs> the sounds that this guy was making, but this bird liked it. 
He absolutely liked it. And once he started calling, he was really close to where I was. I was like, I got to get out of here. This guy's going to think I'm the bird. He's going to shoot me. So I start moving back down the hill. I, at this point, I was like, I'm just going to get out of here before I get shot. I wasn't being quiet or anything. I kind of crushed through the woods there a little bit. And the bird's gobbling. Bird's gobbling. I texted Adam. I was like, do you just want to get out of here? This guy's in here and whatever else. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. And I'm walking down. I called again. And it was like the bird was on my level now. So I was like, Adam, let's try and work him again, right? So I call to him, bird gobbles. This guy calls to him, bird gobbles. I call him, gobble, 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 gobble. Like we went back and forth with this guy. And eventually this guy started making this sound that rivals your woodpecker call. <laughs> but different and like whinier. I don't know what it was. I almost thought it was you that moved in on us with your woodpecker call, which was kind of funny. <laughs> And, dude, that bird literally beelined for him. So I started walking down to Adam. I got to Adam. I called a couple times. Bird gobbled. He did his little whine, whatever it was. And then we're standing there at the bottom of the hill, and I picked up a rock, and I'm looking at Adam, and I was like, do you think there's a fossil in this rock? And he picked it up, and he looked at it. He's like, I don't know. That's weird. And literally when he said that, we heard, boom. Dude freaking smoked that bird. (laughs) You guys are out looking for rocks and picking up rocks. I just picked up this rock because the bird literally completely left us. He went straight for Peacock McGee up there. Oh, maybe it was a Peacock call. I don't know, man. I'd never heard it before. It was very strange sounding, but the bird loved it. The bird loved it. The bird loved his very weird yelping sequence, too. So I don't know. But regardless, we got out of there. And, uh... Mm. Yeah, we continued to see a couple more birds, but nothing really came of it. We ran into a hen that we stalked that we thought was a gobbler that ended up being a hen. (laughs) And then we ran into you guys, and we talked to you guys a little bit, and we drove around a little bit more, saw some more birds, nothing that we could make a play on or anything like that. And then it started getting nasty, nasty, and that was pretty much our day. Yeah, it got real bad there at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, on that last hunt there, when you guys had that bird and you were working them, was there any point where, you know, after that you had him in close, Adam didn't get a shot and he kind of worked off, but then he started gobbling again. Was there any point there where you guys could have moved up and advanced on him and try to break that bubble again? He was so close. I don't think we could have moved on him. He like stayed like basically where Adam was originally set up. He probably never moved. 40 yards from him the whole time. Hmm. Like there now, wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of moving until that guy started calling and, and pulled him away from us. Right. Multiple birds kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, were you on the hillside or were you on the actual uh, power line side? We were on, on like the, uh, the actual hillside. Oh, like, okay. Basically. Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Basically where we originally set up, for his bird last year on that, yeah. like right at, right at the top of, above, I'm like fumbling right now, right above the creek is where we yeah. set up. And then I actually ended up going up to where you were calling and where we sat and where he ended up killing the bird last year. And I was calling right. up there and then I was going to go around and I was all over the place on this freaking hillside trying to get this bird to commit to something hmm. all the while he's hammering and calling and strutting and doing whatever he was doing. It's so just bizarre. It was, man. It was a really weird encounter, but I couldn't believe it just lasted that long. And then some other buddy, some someone else killed him. <laughs> Funny part is if we would have stayed in our original position, we probably would have heard all that go down. Mm-hmm. Because we too far from there um, with clear ear sight to that hillside. So There's no way other people didn't hear this bird calling like that. That guy heard him from somewhere because he was just blasting away, blasting away. I mean, gobble, gobble, gobble. They could have heard him from that other opposing hill. For sure. Um, You know how it is when you get up on that hill, which is probably where we should have went, like we have every single year. Yeah. Up on top of that hill and just listened because we had nothing roosted and then made a play. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that might be what they did or tried. Who knows? It's definitely possible, man. That's just absolutely bizarre. It was. You guys had such a polar opposite experience, and we both had opportunity. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Blows yeah. my mind. 
Yeah, it was weird, man. But it was a good trip. I mean, I'm not sad at all that I missed that. I mean, I'm bummed I missed the bird because I would have loved to have shot a bird. But in retrospect, I'm not sad about that at all. We had so many good experiences. I learned a lot when we were there. I mean, we both were laughing the whole time. We had, I had a blast, man. I don't have any regrets about it. It was great. I think next time I need to get up there and explore that 200-acre piece because um, I've never stepped foot on there, and that's probably the only place in the entire WMA I haven't been to. Mm-hmm. And it looked really good. I was actually going to go there that morning, and then we talked to you, and you're like, yeah, there's two trucks parked there. Yeah, yeah. And that oh. was that was in the I mean early afternoon that we were up there. So how many trucks were there in the morning? Right. So that was a bummer. Yeah. But we did actually. I, I guess I didn't. Since you the cat was out of the bag about the whole uh, bird feeder birds, we did get up above them and we called and one hammered, and then it just started the downpour. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything shut up and um, dude. That is the thickest, gnarliest, most unbelievable area. Like these poor guys had rain gear on and they were probably shredded cheese by the time it was done because we went through some of the nastiest stuff. I still have thorns in my head. Oh my gosh. Locust tree that I thought. You decided to fight a locust tree. I literally made a buck rub on a locust tree. That is not a good idea. <laughs> I warn everyone now, do not try that at home. It will leave you three days later with uh, two thorns stuck in your head. Oh, good. <laughs> we couldn't get it out. We had tweezers and everything. Trying to yank on this thorn, we couldn't get it out of my head. So Unreal, man. Yeah. I'm going to have to start calling you Thorny. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Thorn. That's my... Uh, High school uh, gym teacher, Mr. Thorne. Mr. Thorne, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we try to hunt those birds and pull them off that private land. That dude, that's not possible in there. Like, there's a couple spots you can see thirty yards, and it's open and beautiful. Yeah, and then it all, and then it just closes off to this devilish, thick, nasty, just briar and. It is so bad in there, man. That's it's crazy. So bad. So I don't even know how you would hunt those birds, but that's probably why they're all out there. Oh, man. Absolutely wild, man. Mm-hmm. I give you guys props. It started getting really nasty, and you guys still made a play on that bird. Yeah, we did. And that's we, steep. We that's some serious terrain right there. It's very steep, and you know we went all the way to the bottom. And then worked our way all the way back up out, basically where you guys were in the morning, falling, and there was nothing left down there. They probably all moved across the street or down into the bottoms. Yeah. What a bummer, but honestly, a great opening day. It just stinks that we didn't get any birds, but at the end of the day, it seems like everybody, (laughs) other than Seaburn, had uh, (laughs) quite the experience and, and a positive one, so... He's actually going back there tomorrow, which is funny. Good for him, uh, man. Yeah, he's hooked. He's going back tomorrow morning till about 11, and then uh, he might go back sun, either Friday or Sunday. So Good for him. That's awesome, man. Hopefully he gets one. Yeah, we'll I'm see. rooting for him. Yep. It was fun, man. It was fun. I, I will not be done with West Virginia. I'll probably be back in a couple weeks. Very cool, man. Very cool. I'm definitely going to go back down a time or two. I still mm-hmm. got two tags down there, man. And, I mean, having the experiences that we had this year, I mean, any experience we've had in the past, I've never gone down there and had a bad experience. So um, it's a really fun place to hunt. Yeah. I don't know if you saw our boy, uh, Matt Talkington. Dude, he tagged. tore it up. Yeah. Per usual, that son of a gun. <laughs> I'm proud of him. Two days. That is Did awesome. Did you see the brought this morning? Yeah looks like a freaking rio dude I it's awesome it. looking man he texted me that i said who shot that he said me i was like um are you in texas <laughs> he said, oh, west virginia i'm like what wild unbelievable that bird is gorgeous but yeah man wild and wonderful west virginia wild and wonderful he, might, he should take a trip i know it's far but we should take a trip down and hunt with him down and 
in his neck of the woods. I think that would be fun. Yeah, it would be a blast. It would be that would be a really good time. I don't disagree, my man. I like it. Yeah. Well, buddy, I know we're getting up there on time, and you're going to run out of storage on your card. I will uh, we'll catch up with you after South Dakota. I'm leaving tomorrow. Very cool, man. So as this one drops, I will be somewhere across the U.S., hopefully still traveling towards South Dakota. <clears throat> I like it, man. Maybe uh, on your way home when you're driving back, I'd like to get you guys on the phone. And uh, maybe record a little bit of something. Maybe we can throw it into the episode that we do for a recap. That's not a bad idea at all. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. All right, man. I can dig it. Until next week. The distraction is real. Good luck in South Dakota, buddy. Thanks, man. Gobble, gobble.